It's episode 152 of the Improv London podcast. I'm your host, Stuart Moses, and this week's guest is Mo Ryan. Hello, how are you? I'm in good form, very good form. All the better for seeing you on a computer oh, screen. Thank you very much. Um, how have you, in general terms, been coping with way, the way things are at what the moment? <laughs> the way things are, what the moment things. Um, it comes in uh, waves uh, at the moment. I would say quite, quite good. I mean, our living room has turned into a production studio, uh, essentially. It's got two sets of lights in there. Uh, my husband has blacked out the windows because he's doing live gigs from our living room. So all I can say is it's lucky it's sunny uh, because we only have a, t- a one bedroom flat. So I'm either in the bedroom or outside. <laughs> so that's interesting. Um, I've also been doing a lot of lot of uh, a lot of improv on Zoom, basically, uh, and a lot of things on Zoom. Um, but overall, I, I think we're all right. Yeah, doing a bit for our community, and you know. Taking it day by day, the improv way. (laughs) What have you been doing for your your community? Um, What have we been doing for our community? Well, um, I've I've been making some NHS masks, helping to do that. Um, I I say that I've been making masks. I have not. I have been tying the elastic bit that goes onto the mask in a knot over and over and over again with the help of some vodka by my side. Quite a repetitious (laughs) task. Uh, I've got a sore finger, but yeah, a lot of people in our community have been helping uh, Design Centre here who've been making the masks for the hospitals, so we're really keen on them. So uh, that's what I that's what I was doing last night um, after doing an online... What did I do last night? I did a drop-in. And then, yeah, it's just our whole... Like, if, even if if, it, if a month ago I, you'd heard me say, I did, I did a drop-in on Zoom and then I made some NHS masks, <laughs> I would have been like... What what do any of those words even mean? <laughs> you know, like that couldn't be my future. But um, all in all, we're good. You know, we're lucky. It's all relative, isn't it, at the moment? So yeah. Yes. Yes. So yes, let's talk about improv online. Um, you're involved uh, with Hoopla. Yes. With teaching for Hoopla. Yes. Uh, What's that like? I love teaching for Hoopla. <laughs> I mean, Hoopla, the whole vibe is very fun. It's really on your feet. Um, Hoopla are brilliant at all stages of your improv career. And I think they give you a career. Oh, a career. Uh, And they they also obviously have the theatre. And they've got, like, lots of opportunities for for, uh, for performance. And you get to see people, you know, two years later, three years later. And then people turn up for the mega jams. Um, Steve, Angela and Jesse are great to work with. Uh, They're brilliant. So, yeah, I can't really complain, to be honest with you. I mean, <laughs> this I lo- would be the wrong forum to do so, if it, I'm entirely honest. It, it would. You're right, Stuart. <laughs> if you've it got would. any complaints, no. airing them on the Improv London podcast, is you should probably yeah. speak to somebody else. Well, they, they, do, they do a whinge, don't they? Like, Hoopla have a Wednesday whinge. Was it you yes. who was telling me about that? I can't remember. Uh, I, I, was, I definitely went along on yes. uh, Wednesday. Yeah. Um, and um, I was a little bit hesitant because... Yeah. Um, I try and focus on the positive. Yeah. Um, but actually, it turned out to be a really wholesome and quite uplifting experience. And, you know, I think people appreciated um, having the opportunity to, you know, express themselves. We had we had a minute each. Um, and then uh, Steve, uh, Steve Rowe played uh, 
some Rage Against the Machine, which uh, I enjoyed moshing to at home alone. Um, and yeah, actually, it was yeah, it was a really it was a really lovely way of kind of you know coming together and connecting with people, which yeah. I believe is what Hoopla is all about. Yes, absolutely, it is what it was all about. So yeah. So you mentioned the Mega Jam. Tell me about tell me what is the Mega Jam? What could somebody expect if they've never been to the Mega Jam? Uh, what would they expect? Um, so and, 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 and let's let's uh, let's go back in time okay. to what it was like in the real world, and then yeah. the um, movement to online. I'm doing the back in time from an improv scene. <laughs> I almost do. Um, cool. Yes, back in time, pre pre COVID. Uh, so the Mega Jam is a warm, uh, welcoming, friendly environment where. Um, improvisers of all levels and I mean all levels like advanced uh down to a woman who walked in by accident with her son one day and they thought they were going to the comedy players which is next door in Leicester Square and got up and they they did a lot of comedy until I offered her son I, I was buying drinks in the bar afterwards and she was like oh that's my son no he won't have a drink I was like is he 18 and she was like oh yeah he is 18 and I was like didn't you just do the jam and she was like yeah I said you mother and son and she was like yes we are mother and son I was just so glad that I didn't endow them with any suggestions that were in any way romantic because that would have been absolutely and utterly horrendous for all of us especially since they'd never improvised before in their lives (laughs) so yeah so it is it's warm it's open it's welcoming it's fun it also provides a really good cracking 30 minute intense yes and energy warm-up so when you get there, uh, you do a very intense warm up, which means that you might not have know the people that that are there, but you'll at least engage with them a little bit before you get on stage, and we'll have created a team vibe, which I think is really good for quality, you know. Um, uh, yeah, and then we slam through loads of games, as many scenes as we can. I always aim to get everybody up at least twice, uh, which means I have to talk extremely fast. <laughs> most people along my accent probably don't understand me. I do my best, and then and then we do uh, we 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 like to get a good opportunity for people to do some long form. By that I mean more than eight minutes, preferably twelve, just because there's not much opportunity necessarily to get you know to get those long form longer stories out. So uh, we like to give an opportunity to for people to do that in big teams like six to eight people, mm. and then we go upstairs and we generally have a lovely beer, and everybody is at home in bed by ten thirty or eleven ready for work the next morning and they wake up on a Monday and they go, why am I in such a good mood? And it's just because <laughs> of the mega jam. Well, yeah. um, I'm very uh, fond of any uh, social occasion that gets me <laughs> home at a reasonable time in bed. But anyway, uh, that's just because I'm an old man. Um, so I think it's, I think it's, yeah, it's really great um, having the warm up uh, beforehand. Um, I find that really helpful. Um, so when you're warming up, what are your favourite warm ups? My favourite warm-ups, my number one, which I cannot play on the internet. And if anybody can explain how to play this game on Zoom, I will be completely in your debt. Because (laughs) that's what keeps me up at night. Um, My favourite game is a a Second City game, uh, which I learned from Erica Elam, which is Kitty Wants a Corner. Which uh, is people making eye contact across the group and agreeing to swap, making a contract to swap. And there's somebody else in the middle who's trying to steal their place. So... um, like all the best improv games, it's deceptively simple. Um, you you have immediate fun. You don't need to speak. It's got really simple rules that you can teach in like two seconds. Yet it's weirdly addictive, and it's just the amount, right amount of cooperation and competition. 
So you have to cooperate with the other person. You've got to read their body language. Are they going to leave you in the metaphorical shit when you're crossing the circle? Because if you cross the circle, make eye contact with somebody and swap with them and they change their mind and go back to the, to their place and you're left in the middle, then you're in the middle. Did I explain that right? Um, good job, so I'm, I think I've played it, but I'm not sure. Can you just yeah talk yeah. us if you... Yeah, so uh, I'll stand in the middle and I'll go up to each person in the circle and say, Kitty wants a corner. And they have to answer, ask my neighbor. And then I go to another person and then I jump around. And uh, if they want to, you can, to be honest, you could stand on the edge of the circle and have no fun. But again, another metaphor for improv. There's no point because you won't have any fun. Uh, <laughs> but if you want to, you can swap with somebody at the other side of the circle, but I can steal your place if I spot you. So you're behind me, basically. Um, it's uh, a cheeky, mischievous game. It's cheeky and mischievous. It makes you feel connected and cheeky and naughty. And if you play it long enough, people start bumping into each other and it gets it can get can get dangerous, in fact. So I have to stop it sometimes in case there's injuries. Yeah. So, so, so the person that's going around asking um, the question... Yes. They don't actually do anything apart from if somebody swap places and then they can nip into the gap that's been left. Exactly. A bit like musical statues that way. Uh, asking the question is just a delay tactic to keep you uh, at the edge of the group so everybody can swap with each other. But also works as a vocal warm up because it's call and response. So if you, you know, it cracks, cracks a lot of things in one go. Which is, <laughs> when you're doing the mega jam and you've only got 30 minutes. It's like... You want to you crack as many things as you can in one go. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and then when you're, um, when you're uh, playing short form games, uh, what's your favorite short form game to uh, run? Uh, my favorite short form, yeah. Um, pan left. I'm almost like apologetic about how common a game it is. But, you know, those are, that is my safety game. That is my game I go straight to for all levels and all ages, in fact, because there's something that people really understand about the nature of a TV program or a YouTube channel. And um, I'm really bad at it because I get so involved in watching the person at the front. I always forget, invariably. <laughs> I get so in the moment. I'm like, wow, that I completely forget that I'm next. And there's just something beautiful about you know, switching channels, about moving forward in time, about seeing these relationships continue that I just think is a real, real audience friendly game. Um, so for those that haven't played it, how do you explain it? So pan left, you have three people standing on the back line and they are just waiting. And there are two people on the front line. The two people on the front line are given a suggestion from the audience or the rest of the team as to what TV program or YouTube channel they are presenting together. They improvise their scene. This is probably why I like it as well. It's fun for me because I get to hold a remote control and say pan left, which isn't of itself confusing because I've got remote control yet I'm being a camera person, but nobody has questioned me yet. So it's fun. <laughs> uh, and then you say pan left and then it moves in a, in a clockwise scenario. So one of the people on the front line will remain to partner with one of the people behind them to do another TV program. And it goes around and around. So with five people, I guess you'll get, oh, I don't know how many, what, nine maybe? Nine different scenarios and it just keeps flipping. It's fun and it's simple. And I think I like it at the start of the Mega Jam because it doesn't take a huge amount for the audience to understand what it is. Um, mm. And also you can get lots of suggestions from the audience and that kind of warms them up, things they know. And, it, and then they see it and they're like, oh yeah, it's improv if they haven't seen improv. So yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> that sounds fantastic. Um, and then you have some long form 
um, towards the end of the show. What sort of format are you doing with that and what sort of advice do you give people? Uh, for long form, yeah. Um, let me see. Um, God, it feels like so long ago, the real life jam. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different country, a different time, a different place. It does, doesn't it? Yes. Um, we tend to do... We tend to do uh, uh, because because a lot of the games that we do at the Hoopla Mega Jam are quite long for me in and of themselves, like movie director, um, we tend to do with the long form. And um, what people want is they want an opportunity to experience narrative. Um, Interesting. So it tends to be quite simple. We'll get a suggestion from the audience, like a location or a word, and then they keep going. And sometimes it's loose forming, and sometimes it has a beautiful beginning and middle and an end, and you're like, wow. Um, so yeah, it tends to be just uh, tagging and sweeping. Um, because we occasionally get people from other schools, we're not very like, oh, you must tag, you must sweep, you must, you know, it's it's free form. What people want is they want an opportunity to play with other people and improvisers they haven't improvised with before. So. So yeah, that's what we'll do. We have had to do it slightly differently on Zoom, but I would say on the internet, the long form, uh, yeah, it's become more creative in a way um, because you can't necessarily uh, have lots of people on Zoom at the one time. You can, you know, you can do birds singing and things, but it's it's simpler just to have two people up. Uh, and because um, scene painting is a little bit more difficult, I don't mean verbal, but like object you know you know object object work to create a scene is a little bit more difficult we tend to do edits where you declare where you are so meanwhile in the drug dispensary meanwhile downstairs in the bowling alley and then at least you know straight off physically where you are but we've also had a lot of fun on the mega jam zoom doing whatsapp family phone calls which are a glorious thing that how does that I, work it's just, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Uh, it's like, I suppose you, the best thing is about four people, maybe five. And uh, one person is the caller who's set up the WhatsApp phone call. And they need uh, the suggestion from the audience is the occasion, family barn dance, funeral, whatever. We had a funeral the other day. Uh, it was actually very funny. Uh, so mm. uh, yeah, it was, yeah. And the fun thing is it forces people actually to name each other because uh, I do this thing where when they've named their relationship to the person who set up the call, like nephew, uncle, or somebody has named them, they get to have their name changed on the Zoom. That's a lovely thing you can do, yeah. It is. And and it's nice because it's like, I don't know, I mean, naming is one of those funny things, isn't it? You're so in the moment that it doesn't matter how long, many years you've been improvising for. Remembering names and repeating names is difficult, but getting that little kind of, that little, oh, well done, you named someone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and having it come up on the screen is really fun. And watching the relationships de- develop, who's the auntie, who's the nephew. And, you know, people can eat, leave because they need to answer the door or they can leave for whatever reason. And you get all these little intricate relationships going on in a family, which is, yeah, really beautiful. I've seen some like really, I think you did. Was it Tuesday? Did you do that one? Was it yeah, I did it on Wednesday. Wednesday. That was a cracking, cracking long form I yes. thought online. I thought it was brilliant. Yes, we had a wedding. Uh, there was a, a wedding announcement. Yes. That was the kind of the occasion. Yes. Uh, and then it sort of spiraled off into... Murder. Uh, Murder and death. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was great. I thought that was great. Um, and I suppose that's the thing, really, with uh, online prov. You know, um, 
there's kind of two things you can do. You can honor the fact that it's a screen and you're in a box and that is the reality. Um, and you can get quite naturalistic scenes on WhatsApp where you really do feel like you're intimately listening to somebody's private business. There's something really interesting about seeing those squares. There's something, it does really feel more like a podcast, I suppose. You're a podcaster. You know, they, they, it feels like a, it's more like a, a mixture between radio and TV rather than just, mm. yeah, it's, it's great. Um, or there's the other thing you can do, which is just pretend you're in the same space, same as real life, which works as well, you know, as long as you commit. I, I really feel that it's, yes, we've, we've moved from being theatre performers to yeah. being TV and film stars. And I never want to lose that theatre side of things, yeah. but there's a lot that you can do with the camera um, mm. that you can't just you just can't do on stage so yeah. I'm finding it really exciting the sort of the possibilities and trying to you know explore what you can do there and I wish I got more I wish I got better lighting I wish yeah. I could light myself better that's something that I hadn't thought of yeah um, but now I'm thinking of it and there's there's lots of things you can do because um, yeah. on Wednesday yeah we played movie director yeah and we, we had a sort of a nine hour sort of sci-fi noir (laughs) and it was just really fun just coming up close to the camera and just doing really delicate eye movements and just that being really in people's faces that you just you know you couldn't do if you're on stage so I'm finding I'm finding the online stuff yeah much more exciting with possibilities than I thought it was going to be yeah yeah and I think you can see because I've been running the mega jam for about four weeks now and now we're doing it Wednesday evenings as well um uh, and I have seen people come in again and again. You you can see their technical ability and their their ability to kind of use this new medium, like go like this. I mean, the quality of the scenes that I've seen from the Sunday and the Wednesday has just been like compared to even the week before. Obviously, people going through you know a, a massive upheaval in their lives as well. I suppose people are, you know, um, getting more to grips with what's going on, but. Um, yeah, it's 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 incredible the change really, you know. We didn't see it happening all of this. No. Um and just the ability to see yourself is really I find really interesting. Yeah. Because mm. I I find it much easier to fine tune my performance because I can see what I'm doing, whereas normally I'm on the inside, yeah. and that's a very different experience from being on the outside. Yeah. I imagine some people are, are enjoying looking at themselves less than I am. I don't know. There is a lot to be written on this. I was talking to Avril uh, from from my group, Lady Prov, this afternoon about this very thing, because uh, we are great believers that, well, yeah, it's interesting. You can see yourself, right? That's weird, because it's hard not to look at yourself because your brain even if you look away from yourself says oh my god that's me there wow you know or is that me you know and and it's confusing really it's the same as real life you really ought to be looking at the other person and connecting with them but it is almost impossible not to ignore (laughs) the fact that you're seeing a reflection of yourself while you're doing an improv scene so um i teach for a charity as well called dream arts um I teach them improv and devised theatre and I teach for youth theatre called Studio 23 as well. And them looking at themselves, oh my God, they hate, they hate it. Like they just, you know, so with them, I've, I've got them either to cover their camera or, um, you know, or you, I think you can hide, hide looking at yourself in the box. Yeah, 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 you can. 
because acting really is about it's a vocabulary of sensation it's it's indicate you know your sensations inside you but equally of course now we're acting in a box and you are also the camera person as well as the actor so you want to see that your object work can be seen you want to maybe use the box you know you want to pop in and pop out so there's a balance because it, it is Yes, it is like camera work, but it's it's like peep show, really, if they were holding the cameras themselves. You know, it's not even that. It's something it's something different. And uh, for me, yeah, I've gone between wanting to switch the camera off and not see myself and just trust my feelings um, on how I'm feeling to that l- complete lack of control because you almost think, can, can they see me? If you can't see yourself, mm. they go, can, can they see me? I won't, I won't, you know, what if there's a technical issue? So, yeah, I don't know the answer for this. It's confusing. In addition, in addition to the roles you've mentioned, you're also yeah. doing your own tech. You're doing your own lights and yeah. you're doing your own sound. Yeah. And you've got those kind of things to manipulate and use as well. Yeah. So, yeah, it is. I've been using this uh, this heat lamp. You know those heat lamps that you use for uh, for uh, keeping you keeping you warm. Uh, not keeping you warm, waking you up in the dead of winter. Oh, the, the, the um, yes. No, I've got one of those. Uh, yeah. The SAD. Uh, yeah. You know, seasonal affective disorder things. Yeah. Uh, lights. Um, I don't use that because uh, mine's too bright and also I'm yeah. worried I won't be able to sleep afterwards because I'll be confused whether it's day or night. Yeah, well, I'm always high after di- leading a jam anyway. I'm always like, woo-hoo-hoo! Um, <laughs> I can never get to sleep. But yeah, think about, that's a sense, sounds silly, but putting some time into that, there you go, you can see me even better now with my heat lamp. Mm. And putting some time into that, it does, It does. you know, if you're going to if you're gonna join a jam, isn't it nice to be seen, I guess? So you can communicate yeah. with your partner so you can see what's going on in their face, so you can connect with their emotions you know so um but don't buy anything just use things that you've forgotten you owned like my (laughs) (laughs) and also there's the you know there's the you know there's the ability to add backgrounds and things like that which i i was like many things initially suspicious um but actually during the mega jam on wednesday uh some of the backgrounds that were used actually provided inspiration for the action yeah. And that, I think, is useful. If you've just got an animated Simpsons thing going on behind you, whatever. Um, but if you've got a, a sort of a, you know, well, you're in charge of, you know, c- scenery and set, yeah. and that's really powerful. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think when you see an image, you can't help but have things spark up in your mind, memories of when you, you know, feelings of, about those places, you know. Um, but yeah, it, it is confusing because obviously both people in the scene do not have the same background. Um mm. The best thing I've seen is Pete from the Mega Jam. I think it was him. He got out of a car and then went back in the other side. It was like, Matt, yeah, you, you need to see it. <laughs> it was very funny. He was doing this physical game where he was getting out one side of the of the backdrop, which was a car, and then coming in the other side. It was it was great. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is confusing. I mean, wouldn't it be wonderful if you could give a gift of an offer to you know as a backdrop to your partner? But you can't really. You're giving that offer to yourself, which is not quite the same thing. I mm. mean, we've all got fantasies, don't we, of a perfect app, you know, uh, well, I do anyway, for doing improv. And Zoom is pretty good, I have to say. It's really good, especially in terms of deciding who's speaking and that kind of thing. And, you know, deciding how many people you can see so that you can have, pe- you know, just two people on stage. You know, it is great. But how wonderful if it could, like, jigsaw piece two sides of a backdrop and then and that would be great and my other fantasy is another camera coming out of the of your of your laptop so that you're looking this way but actually you you're seeing the profile of the person so they're looking at each other 
I mean, oh, yes. the real problem yes. with Zoom is, of course, that the, the group of faces that you're seeing in that order is not necessarily the order that the other people are seeing. And, yes. you know, an order changes because people's, you know, Internet, you know, um, so I think that that would be pretty awesome. So you could look directly into somebody's face and mm. really be connecting with them. But the people in the audience would see not maybe not a full profile, but a slight profile. Yeah. That's in my fantasy world. Of yes, discontinues, I, but. I've been thinking about that when I've been doing two-person scenes. Yeah, naturally, I would turn to face them. Yeah. but I can't afford to do that with Zoom because I might actually be also be I might just be turning away from them when I think well, I'm yeah. turning towards them, yeah. which is a different kind of offer. But it's just a it's a confusing thing to have to negotiate. It is a confusing thing to have to negotiate. I would agree with that. But um, yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, have there been any short form games that you found have particularly worked online that um, are even better than uh, in yeah. face? I mean, I think the one everyone's talking about is dubbing because uh, <laughs> that's just amazing on Zoom. Um, because why is it amazing on Zoom? The reason it's amazing because you can mute yourself, so uh, you can have two people uh, doing a scene um, as if they're doing a movie, you know, together. And uh, they can quite happily speak gobbledygook, you know, because they're muted. Um, and so all of their acting can have real intention behind it because they're speaking gobbledygook. Um, and uh, the people watching at the, you know, with their cameras turned off are doing the voice of the people who are acting and they're dubbing them. And because it's just so focused and it's so close, you know, close up every time their mouths you know, match what the person's saying. I think everyone gets a do dopamine kick. <laughs> Everybody's like, oh my gosh, you're on the chat. It's working. Wow. <laughs> and um, there was a classic scene last last Sunday where two improvisers were doing uh, two backstage uh, rivals in a theatre. And uh, the voices that the dubbers did were just so apt and so appropriate to the physicality, you know, and the, the, the two improvisers really did physicalize. It. I mean, you know, we're physical from here up. It's not just, you know, the rest of our bodies. And it matched so well. I don't know. It just makes you, just makes you so happy. <laughs> it works. Yes. It just works super well. I think I think cameras just do zone in on every little intimacy, every eyebrow, every, you know, and, and I think dubbing lends itself to that. So, yeah. And also, you're getting the sound from the place that would be if they were speaking. If you're doing yeah. it on stage, you're getting it from, you know, somewhere else. Whereas... That's exactly it, Stuart. You put, yeah. you hit the finger, that's not even <laughs> it. You butt, bash the finger on the head. That's the reason. <laughs> that's the reason why it's so good. Because you don't have to pretend that it's not coming from, from elsewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well done. <laughs> cool. Well, I'm glad to have been uh, been of uh, service. Um, so, yeah. In addition to the Mega Jam, you're also running uh, workshops, Hoopla workshops yes. uh, on Mondays for beginners. Yes. What's um, that experience been like? So, um, yeah. So we're calling them tasters. Uh, uh, I did my first one on Monday, and uh, beforehand I was like, "This is amazing. What you know is the kind of person who signs up for a taster of an improv workshop, right? And then there's a subgroup." who will sign up for an improv taster workshop in the middle of a pandemic. And I was like, I'm just so looking forward to meeting these people because, mm. um, you know, if you haven't done it at all before, but you know, it like, like everything you, you think it's going to be completely different, but it's not really, you know, the session that I did isn't one that different really, other than <laughs> no kitty wants a corner. <laughs> I can't play that. No, no. <laughs> but, uh, but we replace a lot of the running around games, which 
give you a bit of energy at the start of a session and connect you with people. We replace that with um, Silly Dancing, which is a great leveler, uh, a great leveler, a bit of Dancing Queen and a bit of a laugh. It was it was brilliant. I mean, the brilliant thing about it is there was there was a girl, there was a girl who said, uh, uh, oh, yeah, I got up this morning and I thought today is a, is a different day. What is different about today? And then she thought, I must do an improv course. And she wow. signed up that morning. I know. And she loved it. And she had that feeling on her face that a lot of people get. You see, you know when somebody's doing a taster that they've found their thing and they're going to yeah, be yeah, back. Yeah. And she had that look on her face. And we were just doing Oracle, which is like one word at a time. And she was like, this is amazing. I was like, <laughs> she was so happy, you know, which was delightful, especially for me when I can barely leave my house to be able to make a difference uh, in some way over Zoom. You know, you feel quite helpless, I think, in this situation with all the frontline workers working so hard. And it's, yeah, it's lovely. And the other thing is, you know, you get people as well. There was somebody there who'd, booked in a level one and she 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 hadn't even started she was about to start and then this happened and I did ask her at the end I said so would you do a level one online and she said she would I, I was like really but I guess she hasn't had the experience of real life so hmm. she, wow like somebody said to me the other day wait till they do improv in real life <laughs> be like, boom what the whoa you know um but uh, I guess you could conceivably do your level one, you know, over the internet and then do your level two, maybe with a, an extra class at the start, kind of for transitioning. Because um, mm. you don't do your performance until the end of level two. It's, it's, it's interesting. But yeah, the funnest thing, though, of doing, of doing an improv like this is all the random people you meet from around the world. So yes. you're like people in Brussels. And of course, I'm really nosy. So I, I'm like somebody from New York. I was like, oh, all I want to do is just ask him what's going on in New York. But people just always say, same. It's the same. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> It's the same. Well, it's yeah, I mean, but yeah. I found out how, what the situation is in different countries yeah. through the chats that I've had online yeah. improv with wow. talking to people from different countries. Yeah. You know, and I feel I can trust that more than I can, you know, what I'm hearing through the media and things like that. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, and that, that's another thing I love about online improv. Yeah, it's just, you, you, yeah. you're suddenly improvising with someone from California and it's yeah. three o'clock in the morning there or something like that, you know. Absolutely. And like, I kept going, you mean you're in York? And he was like, no, New York, New York. And I was like, oh, <laughs> that, that explains the lighting. But, um, you know, and he was working and he got to be on and he was like, that is the most creative time I've had on the internet. <laughs> on zoom ever and i was like yeah well you're probably using zoom for work to be fair but, you know, <laughs> thank you mr man in new york um <laughs> but yeah but we've also had oh it's also connected lots of parts of the uk um i think um you know with improv you know it's, we've had people from leeds and um i think i heard you say on one of your podcasts you did a liverpool drop in mm. liverpool yes yeah yeah, yeah. Did the liverpool comedy uh, yeah. improv um, drop in and that's really lovely because yeah. it's great to play with the people I normally get to play with in London love yeah. them all um, but there, then it felt like oh here's a whole load of new people to play with and yeah. you know it was the same but it was different uh, yeah. and I really loved it yeah there's going to be this big cross-pollinization so when we come out of the other side everything will it won't have been frozen exactly it'll be the same but different you know and um, yeah. you know we'll have uh yeah, made some new friends. I mean, I'm really looking forward to the day the Mega Jam is back in real life because when when they all walk through again, A, mm. I will be certain of their names. So 
thank you. Yes. <laughs> for once, I'm terrible uh, at names. And B, it, like, it's going to be so strange to see people attached to their whole body, but not in the square. <laughs> it's going to be so weird. Um, yeah, yeah. Times. Yeah, I mean, it's really my, you know, my hope that this period of time will, you know, it will bring people together. Yeah. In a way, you know, dragged us apart, but in other ways, yeah. you know, brought us together. So yeah. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you're also uh, part of Lady Prov. Yes. Tell me about Lady Prov. Yeah, <laughs> Lady Prov. Lady Prov is a group of three improvisers. Is there a name for that? All that's <laughs> in my head is triptych. If that was, <laughs> this is an improv scene, every mistake would be a gift, but this is a podcast. So is there a word for that? A triprov? Trio? Trioprov. We're a trio. Yeah, we're a trio. So uh, Avril and Vicky and I met because we were the ladies of Upstairs Downton, which ah. was uh, which was a parody of Downton Abbey and um, Upstairs Downstairs, if you remember that, those smushed together. Uh, so that was a long-form comedy show that was in Edinburgh for many years. Uh, lots of shenanigans with shooting parties and servants and pregnancies with the master of the house, etc., etc. And um, and at the end of that, or even before, even before the end of that, I think uh, we uh, which which ended when Downton Abbey ended, <laughs> we, we were piggybacking. Let's be fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, when that uh, the, the Vicky and Avril were the other two ladies, so we ended up with Lady Prov, Lady Prov. So um, yeah, we got residency at uh, Hoopla. Uh, every Wednesday of the month, one of the Wednesdays, it changes sometimes of the month. Yeah, and we bring on a lot of acts as well that we enjoy, female and female identifying acts. And we've also got a jam called the Jam Garden, which I wanted to call something ruder, but Vicky is far more polite than I am. So that didn't happen. So it's called the Jam Garden, which is very Vicky. It's very right. nice. I've just, it's lovely. I've just worked out what you wanted to call it. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's a good job. It's a good job. I would have liked to have explored that. Yeah, no, we won't. This is, no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) We may be thinking of different things. We could be. We'll ask you, I'll ask you later. Uh, But yeah, so we just love improvising together. I mean, you know, we improvise a lot together. I mean, Vicky and uh, we we did a film as well. Avril and I had devised film last year. Um, so we do we do some film stuff as well where we use improv to devise scripts and like we edit them afterwards and actually film them. You know. Um, so yeah, I just love improvising with them. I actually met Avril on my very first improv course uh, many years ago, and it was at the Spontaneity Shop. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, and I looked at her and I went, "I want to work with you." I <laughs> that psycho voice. Um, but yeah, it, it wasn't until really a couple of years later that we formed Lady Prov. But I think we just have similar ethos and values, really. Is that is that a thing? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like yes, it is. But it, but having mentioned ethos and values, I'm now going to ask you to tell me what oh, those no. are. Oh, no. Why did I say them? No. <laughs> it was a trap. Let me check the handbook. No. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have a handbook. Uh, ethos and values. I think, we, I think we like detail and specificity and you know we can often go places with without fear that maybe other people might well that might they mightn't go there we're a little bit it's not league of gentlemen but scenes often go into very dark places and there's often a secret that gets unearthed but i guess we're kind of patient enough 
to find out what what that secret is and we will just we will just let it just go for a long time i mean we do short scenes as well but uh yeah i think we're really into status stuff as well like stage do a lot of status swaps which i think is a mm. really good way of, of doing structure in a very kind of an emotionally sensitive way um but yeah we're fun that sounds like we're not funny we you know it's funny trust me <laughs> darkness is funny um but yeah, and we just we just really like playing together, and I guess we just like each other as people as well. Like when we meet each other, you know, we have to do a good hour of tea and cake before we can even rehearse. <laughs> so um, yeah, it's nice. It works well, and they're awesomely supportive when we're running our night. You know, um, sometimes I need to go and teach, and then come down afterwards, and they because I have to, you know, I have to teach, and they're just so wonderful. You know, um, Vicky's brilliant technically. Avril's been running stand-up comedy nights for years. Avril's actually run, run, you know, run whole nights and teched at the same time. You know, I think she just sort of doubles herself. She just sort of, like, <laughs> it's magic. So yeah, they're super supportive um, on stage and off, which is a dream. Which I cool. Like. Yeah. Cool. And is there any particular format that you you uh, you play with? We play with lots of different uh, formats. Um, we were we were gonna really change things up just before this happened. We had a really really rich rehearsal, um, uh, and and we had yeah we had a number of formats which, yeah, I'm not gonna share with you right now because one of them is almost rude as well. Oh dear, um, <laughs> don't know. I don't. Yeah, this has to be PG. But um, yeah, I mean we we tend to be very loose forming, so I think a lot of our offers or suggestions tend to be physical vicky used to be a dancer and she's also a percussionist and uh avril went to drama school as did i um there's a lot of movement stuff in that so i think a lot of our offers tend to be physical i don't know why i think i'm quite that suits me because i'm a little bit too cerebral and i need to stop my brain racing when i'm improvising hmm. and for me working with very physical people who may may not even speak for the first 10 seconds really calms me down i'm just like okay yeah this we're not in a rush here because you know i'm a fast person and i need to learn to slow down on stage more than anything so yeah i think i think our our shtick you might not know where we're getting our ideas from but if you look it's usually physical yeah interesting interesting yeah okay so some some big Big final questions. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> what What would you like to see more of in the improv scene in future? Oh my gosh, that is hard to answer because I think that the scene that I'm in, which is London improv, provides so much, and it appears to change every like month what it's <laughs> providing. I mean. I mean, who knew even like two years ago that you know plays would be quite 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 a big thing you know and what would i like to see more of do you know what there's a hip-hop group that are uh that are with who came through hoopla and track i can't 96. yeah i love track 96 <laughs> i love hip-hop i love rhyming i love the looseness of feeling that comes in in uh in a format that's actually you know has such tight rules but is actually with within the tight rules it, there's almost more freedom to do whatever you like so yeah i'm up with as many hip-hop musicals as possible i would love to see a hip-hop improvised musical on the west end and i think it would die happy yeah. <laughs> you're not asking for very much there <laughs> no i know and you know i haven't even tried it myself i feel like it's i feel like because i haven't done any hip-hop uh I, you know i haven't done rap rap improvising before and i don't really want to learn 
I kind of want to be a fan. You know, right. I don't want to ever do that. I just want to watch them do it. You know, it's my little happy place. Um, yes, I've done a tiny little bit and yeah. um, it's hard, Is it? but immensely satisfying yeah. when it works. I mean, it's much like a lot of musical improv. Yeah. Um, you know, the stakes are high and if you crash and burn, then that can be a delight for the audience. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also, if you fly, you know, then it's, yeah, it's a transcendent experience. So. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Oh, God, now I, I have to try it. I'd encourage George, you. you've convinced I think, me. I think you've probably got a good flow. Um, uh, cool. Um, if somebody were to step on stage of you mm-hmm. to perform, what could they do to delight you? Ah, what could they do to delight me? They could be delighted. Do you know what Ruth Bratt said this on one of her on a podcast that she did? Um, she's it's one of the things she used to teach at the Bridge a Drama School. Lucky them back in the day, and um, obviously she taught yes, yes, and listening, all of those things, object work. But she also taught them how to be delighted. Yeah, that's interesting. Like how to be delighted by the other people on stage. Like if you're just delighted by them. You're essentially yes-anding yourself and yes-anding everything that's happening emotionally. You know, when you're off stage, you're not thinking about yourself. You're just thinking about the scene and how you can contribute. Um, just be delighted. And, um, yeah, and I think v- Vicky and Avril are often, we're often just del- delighted with each other. Delighted. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, be, be delighted. Be joyous is really all that I would expect. Meet, meet, meet me. Play together. Yeah. That's, that's... That sounds lovely. Yeah. Uh, and the big the big final question. Yeah. What is your signature move? What's the thing that never lets you down, saves the day and brings down the house? And has everyone going, classic Maeve. <laughs> classic Maeve. Don't think there's a classic Maeve. But uh, classic Maeve. My husband might say there's a classic Maeve in lots of other ways. Uh, but uh, classic Maeve. Uh, I suppose it, it's... And I don't know if this is a good thing, by the way. (laughs) If you've got your little crutch that you do, then often in improv you might think maybe I should get rid of that crutch because maybe. Well, that's 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 partly why I asked this question. Okay, so it's an honest one. You keep it for the end too. I know, I know. So if you if you storm off, I've already got the rest of the interview. Yeah, it's a bit Um, like that question where they ask in job interviews, "What's your weakness?" It's like, okay. Yeah, so my, my classic move is probably, uh, Avril and Vicky would say, that scene is going on for a little bit and I will flip the status. That's my trick. Ah. It's out there. It's out there, man. Flip the status. So you just change your status and then they'll change your, theirs and then you get the sensation of an ending or a reveal or it looks like a really clever sketch. That's my little trick. That's a great. Sh- that's a great thing, though. Shouldn't yeah. be using it probably because it should probably just relax and let go and see where it goes. <laughs> you know, but I also think that if other people took your signature move and, and used it and learnt from that, then that would be yeah, uh, that'd be a good thing. And uh, you know, these things like they just they become second nature in a way once you start. You know, you don't force them or anything; they just become second nature. And oftentimes, because Vicky and I, Vicky Avril and I work in a three, so you're often off off stage watching them and just thinking what can i what can i do to help this you know because you're not you know you're only going to come on for whatever supportive reason so um often a third person yeah three is great for status stuff because um yeah there you go 
Fantastic. Mm-hmm. So the last thing I have to say is thank you for being a guest on the Improv London <laughs> podcast. Woo! Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Yeah. I mean, I had so many things to do today, you know, buy shopping for neighbours, teach on Zoom, teach on Zoom, make food. Yeah, no parties for us for a while. But um, thank you so much for having me. I'm a fan of the podcast. So yeah, it was a pleasure to be here. Thank you very much. Right. <laughs> Bye. Bye. I made this. That's improv. <laughs>